Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with C.S. Joseph.life to another episode for season 18. This is episode 3 where we'll be talking about the system of judgment or the system behind judgment. So what is judgment? Uh, according to uh, you know uh, Jungian analytical psychology, judgment is made up of uh, four individual uh, cognitive functions and judgment is basically another way of saying decision making. This means each of the 16 types who utilize uh, these four decision-making cognitive functions, their judgment or their judgment or their decision-making is dominated by the use of these four uh, cognitive functions. We have TE, also known as the bow, uh, for rationale. We have TI, also known as logic, for the sword. Uh, we have extroverted feeling, or FE, uh, which represents the mace, or FI, or introverted feeling, for the spear. Morals, ethics, so making decisions with morals, making decisions with ethics, making decisions with logos or logic, and making decisions based on ethos or uh, rationale, basically. I mean, the Greeks almost had it right between logos, ethos, and pathos. The thing is, is that they were missing one of these four things, which often happens, especially when you look at uh, pagan or even uh, occultic or Freemason uh, related culture. Everything's all about threes, but reality is actually about fours. Uh, not that most people could actually, you know, uh, accept that, but that's just the reality of the situation. It's all about fours, actually. Uh, fours is uh, something far more complete and lacking nothing. I would venture to guess that four is a little bit uh, closer to holiness uh, or completeness to a point, but that's just a theory of mine. Anyway, uh, enough of that. So uh, just like what we had the system behind perception in our last episode, we're talking about the system behind judgment in this case. And again, we have the same setup of input, process, output, feedback. And this is the same system of cognition that our perception functions uh, follow that we just learned in the last lecture talking about this uh, here. If you haven't seen uh, this last lecture, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, to my knowledge, season 18 is only being made available through email at this point. So just be aware of that. And there are a ton of these that need to be filmed as well. Also, I'll let you guys know on a little secret we are launching a second uh, sister YouTube channel to go along with C.S. Joseph. This YouTube channel is going to be uh, following a completely different format. We're still going to be discussing Jungian analytical psychology, but in a very different way than we ever have before. Uh, it's going to be uh, quite interesting. And uh, I don't know, I think we're going to see a lot more action and a lot more rants as uh, things uh, go through on, uh, on this particular approach. So more on that later. Anyway, uh, so uh, judgment, uh, judgments versus perception. This is also known as cognitive armaments. If you guys have checked out the ultimate messaging formula at ultimatemessagingformula.com, and by the way, it's on sale right now for half off, FYI. But within the ultimate messaging formula, there's a discussion about cognitive armaments. And cognitive armaments are uh, basically your cognitive affinity or your cognitive arsenal. And cognitive affinity is what your what elements that your your mind or your soul or your brain 
or have, have close affinity to, basically, and that is the system of perception. System of judgment is actually your cognitive arsenal, which is the weapons or the decisions that you utilize or your decision-making techniques, decision-making tools, decision-making weapons that you utilize to get through uh, various day-to-day -day tasks, obstacles, uh, pains, uh, suffering, toil, uh, or even having fun or just making decisions, just straight up making decisions. And this is how it is. Now remember that what TE is as rationale, it's known as rational thinking. It's also known as input, right? Which is why it's part of input. The reason why it's part of input is because it is rationale's job to prevent the ignorance of TI or logic. TI or logic without rationale can be very ignorant because TI has this problem where it focuses way too much on, uh, or it can focus way too much on preferred input, meaning it will only listen to TE it wants to hear instead of all TE, which is the path to ignorance, or it will make decisions based on outdated input or last known input, and this is the ignorance of TI. That's not to say rationale can be ignorant as well. Rationale can be very ignorant when it's focused on unbias. There's no such thing as unbias. Unbiased is a complete total lie. Everything out there is 100% biased. There is no such thing as unbiased. Unbiased does not actually exist. This is known as the bias paradox. This is something that we talk about in length on season 19, episode 17, which is the cognitive development of INFPs because it is the purpose of the INFP to uh, reduce the ignorance of the word, world and bring about a world of wisdom. That is their purpose in life. Uh, but for some reason, uh, they often just decide to be lazy and outsource all of their thinking to, quote, unbiased sources. In order for TE to actually be not ignorant, TE needs to look at all perspectives. First, step one, realize that there's no such thing as unbiased. It's a complete and total lie because being unbiased is itself a bias. It is bias. Um, look at the Epoch Times. It's a... It's a uh, the Epic Times or whatever, their newspaper. They claim to be the most unbiased newspaper in the world, and yet uh, they still have to make money and they have clickbaity titles. And just think about that for a second. There's truly no such thing as unbiased. It doesn't exist. Uh, and for some reason, because TE is all about belief, everyone thinks that uh, you know unbiased does exist. These, these people believe unbiased exists. In reality, Unbiased is just an excuse for them not to have to do work, basically. And this is all, this is TE users' uh, biggest issue. So for a TE user to not be ignorant, they need to first recognize that there's no such thing as unbiased. And then after that, they need to look at all perspectives, pros and cons, for and against, every single perspective. Recognize that everything is biased. Then they need to compare them together. Compare all of those perspectives for and against. They need articles for, articles for against. They need to check their sources, check the bibliography, and see where the information is coming from. Check the sources and compare the answers of what these people are saying. And then afterwards, make a value judgment with their sphere within and value it out. And then attach a principle or a value reduce the input into a value so that way their input, also known as an opinion, an opinion because an opinion is far-reaching like a ranged weapon, right? 
It's far-reaching. An opinion is very far-reaching. So this is why TEs, there's also spread rumors, because it's far-reaching, right? It is written, do not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Wait a minute, TI users are also capable of doing that when they're relying on last node input, aka outdated information, or they have the brain of an echo chamber and relying on preferred input. Or these people are too lazy to do actual research and look at all perspectives and then compare and then weigh it out. That's how proper input is supposed to go. And then input is put into the sword, which cuts things, which processes things. Notice the sword is double-edged here, which means when someone uses TI, it cuts the opponent as much as it cuts them with their TI logos judgment, etc. This is why there can be hypocrisy with people offering criticism. This is where criticism exists. This is where critical thinking exists, basically. Rebuking, etc. That's introverted thinking, right? It's a big sword. This is why, for example, Jesus Christ often, when described in the Bible, is basically some dude walking around with a big sword, a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. It's because his tongue is literally a double-edged sword. It is the sword of truth, the fiery sword of truth, T.I. child, folks. Okay, that's how that works. And then beyond that, you have output. So after the input has been processed, it goes an output. And an output is basically an ethical judgment. And ethics is all about how everybody collectively feels about something. This is what everyone collectively thinks. This is rationale is all about what other people think. Rationale is, is far reaching. It's all about reputation and opinions and beliefs and belief systems, right? It's also about status and levels and achievement and raw data, right? You could actually kind of equate the judgments to the knowledge pyramid, right? So at the very, very bottom, you have data. And then above data, you have information. And then above information, you have knowledge. And then above that, you have wisdom. Hmm, I wonder what that looks like in terms of input process, output feedback. I wonder what that looks like under bow, sword, mace, spear, or TE, TI, FE, FI. I really wonder. Oh, wait. Hmm. Data. Information. Knowledge. Wisdom. You see? This is literally the pyramid. That, that knowledge pyramid. It's, it's not from Maslow. I forgot who it's from. It's the same process. And this is represented in the collective psyche of mankind. And every human being out here has one of these two things. Why is that? The reason why is through cognitive access within your ego. Everybody has all of these functions, by the way. The difference is that their ego, what they use primarily, these, these cognitive, this cognitive arsenal primarily, they get to pick two. So you only get to pick two of these to be in your ego. So bow and spear goes together and sword and mace go together, right? So people can have these two things. Now, in this process of input, process, output, feedback, when you get the feedback, it automatically goes back to the input. So feedback and input are linked in as much as process and output are linked. Interesting. TI and FE are on an axis. TE and FI are on an axis. That's very interesting. But look at that. Those are the relationships that they have internally. These are internal relationships. Process and output are in the same relationship with each other. 
input and feedback are also the same relationship with each other. Or look at this, information and knowledge are together, but then you have data and wisdom are together as well. Think about that for a second. Is it, is it starting to make sense for you guys right now? Is this, is this starting to make sense? So with that being said, please understand that TE, TI, FE, FI, there is also an external relationship with other armaments. The external relationship is, is that rationale input users are looking for TI users because they want somebody to think about their input. This is why they need to be in relationships with each other, especially intimate relationships. So if you're a TE user, if you're a TE FI user, if you are a bow and spear user, you need to be in a relationship with a sword and mace user, right? Because the process sword is going to verify your data and turn your data into information through verification. And then they're gonna turn that information into knowledge. TIFE users are very knowledgeable, but it's the, it's the FI users who end up creating that wisdom. But in order for them to have that wisdom, they have to have that external relationship with the mace, with the extroverted feeling. They have to have the output because they can't provide wisdom. They can't provide feedback without having that ethical output to begin with. You see what I'm saying? This is literally how our minds work. So remember, TI's looking or TE's looking to consume TI, rationale's looking to consume logic, and ethics is looking to consume morals, right? Doesn't it not make sense that morals would be related to wisdom? Does it not make sense that ethics would be related to knowledge? Because it's like common knowledge, right? People common knowledge is a common ethic. That's what ethics is all about. It's common knowledge that human beings have value, for example. It's common knowledge that human beings shouldn't be treated like cattle, shouldn't they? Hmm? Tell that to your governments. How about that? You know, it's, you know, you find a lot of data. It's no, it's no, it, I mean, it's, it's obvious that rationale types, INTJs, ISTJs, and, you know, they always want to see the data. You're trying to sell something to an ENFP, you always got to start with the price. These people care about the data. They care about the price. Whereas this people cares about how does it actually work, you know? And then what benefit does it have? They don't care about the price. They want to know how it works and what the benefit is when you're selling to them or trying to convince them of something. But these people, they want to know what the value is. They want to know what the price is. And they want to know the data. They want to know the statistics that prove that to them that it will work, right? See, no one human being has it all. Well, we technically do have it all, but in our egos, we don't have it all. And this is the system behind judgment functions. It follows this same process. You throw in the TE input to the TI process, and then you get the FE output for ethics, which provides FI feedback. No one person can do it alone. This right here is 100% proof that mankind is made for relationships, right? And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, because this works, because of this science, because the tight grid is true, macroevolution can't be true, okay? Because chaos theory and chaotic mutation is the base requirement 
for macroevolution to be true, and this is not chaotic. This is very orderly, just like the type grid is very orderly. Therefore, if the type grid is true, logically speaking, intelligent design has to be true. The real debate is not of the origin of the species is not necessarily macroevolution, although I do agree with microevolution, 100%, but I do not agree with macroevolution. And based on this right here, it's another argument as to why intelligent design is actually true. So the real debate is which intelligence? That's the real debate, folks, not this whole like macroevolution crap that people keep talking about. Because our brains are literally computers processing data into knowledge, into, you know, or data into information, into knowledge, into wisdom, etc. All of these things, right? And we're so much beyond a computer because a computer understands data and they can have information, but without a human being, it can't provide ethics. It can't provide wisdom. When will an AI be wise? Think about that for a second. This is how human beings are so much further beyond machines. You know, oftentimes people can equate wisdom to you know, or, no, or they equate knowledge towards like instinct, but wisdom is something far beyond instinct. And this is what really makes our race of humanity so much more different than any other race that exists, at least that we know of, you know, even though we're literally made out of earth and water, you know, compared to like other races that could be made out of fire and wind. Think about that for a second. That's like humanity versus like, you know, angels, for example. Kind of interesting, you know, looking at all those uh, interesting uh, spiritual books that I read. Uh, this is why I studied the occults and trying to understand their perspectives because a lot of the uh, a lot of their lore actually talks about angels being made from fire and wind. And we just talked about cognitive affinity the last time of this episode, which talks about the elements. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Human beings are made of earth and water, according to their lore, and angels are made of fire and wind. That's kind of odd how that works. You know what I mean? And yet the elements, our souls have a direct connection to the four elements. And as much as our souls have these direct, this direct question to this arsenal, basically, of weaponry that we use for uh, decision-making. Remember, folks, in order to get through life, you have to use the system behind judgment. The obstacle is the way. And you really can get through any obstacle, absolutely any obstacle. Humanity is made to be able to get through anything and capable of anything. You know, just like uh, Genesis chapter 11, verse 6 says, and I quote, if it's one people who can come together in one place and speak the, in the and they speak the same language, and if they can accomplish the building of the Tower of Babel, then nothing that they set out to do will be impossible from them. That's apparently, you know, that's that's God the Creator saying that basically, you know, from, from a biblical standpoint. But why is that necessary? It's necessary because... It's just additional evidence to show that mankind is literally capable of anything, provided all of the 16 types and all of the cognition are in one place, like little droplets in water coming together. You guys ever watch Star Trek? You ever see Star Trek Deep Space Nine where they talk about the changelings and the, and the Great Link? That's literally what's happening here with us mentally every single day. And we all have these weapons. The thing is, in order for us to have the absolute best effectiveness, to be able to use our judgment, to use our decisions, to be able to get through any obstacle in life, whatever that is, 
then we need to have everybody present and everybody united in some form of common unity focusing on solving one goal. Because here's the bottom line. This is the bottom line. And this is the number one lesson of the system of judgment that a lot of people don't even realize. Did you guys know recently that HIV was cured? Did you guys know recently that uh, hepatitis C is no longer a problem? Because the cure exists for that? Have you guys, have you guys heard of that? I, I'm not sure if anyone has realized that. It's funny, like, during March when the COVID-19 drama was going on, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, we cured HIV. I'm like, cool. Here's the bottom line. Humanity no longer has any excuse to not be able to solve any problem it puts its mind to. Even, I dare say, death itself. Immortality via technology is within the grasp of humanity at this point. Not that I recommend it, and I'm actually very personally anti-transhumanist, and I'm very anti-immortality because I see death as a gift. A lot of people think I'm being very fatalistic. I understand their opinion, but uh, I am not anyone interested in immortality because uh, a technology that brings immortality will just make the world a total hellhole. And he who control, controls that technology will control all of humanity via their fear of death. Not for me, folks. That's why I will categorically stand against it at all times. But the point is, there's no, like, if we want unlimited energy, we could have that. If we want unlimited food and resources, we could have that. If we want to get rid of scarcity entirely, we can have that. So from a philosophical standpoint, this is the philosophy, this is the wisdom that's gathered as a result of knowing that the system of judgment, the cognitive system behind our judgment as human beings within our cognition, how we were designed we have the ability to literally accomplish anything. The problem is, is that we're so divided as human, as human beings, stupidly divided. Like, for example, in Western society, conservative versus liberal, Democrats versus Republicans, Trump versus Hillary Clinton. I mean, that is so basic. Did you guys not know that, like... Democrats and Republicans serve either the Council on Foreign Relations or the Council for National Policy? Did you guys even know that? Did you know that they actually vote and make their decisions politically based on the whims of those councils more than the political parties? And they don't actually really care about the political parties? Don't forget that, like, uh, you know, we don't, the people never have the right of selection. We have the right of election, which means it's a Xanatos gambit. Hey, guys. Here, you can vote on these people, but we are the ones who get to pick who you can vote. It just looks like you have a choice. Okay, yeah, really. And these people are using the system behind judgment to social engineer you people into realizing that. Stop doing that. Maybe you guys should unite and have cognitive unity and be willing to risk your necks for something you believe in or something you think is true or something that could help other people or something that is wise hmm? maybe maybe that's something you know you'd be willing to do because remember folks the obstacle is the way i'm quoting ryan holiday in entp when i say that the world will not change unless we come together and utilize these cognitive armaments to our advantage if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, or enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. 
if you have any questions, please leave some uh, comments below. Please leave a like while you're at it. And uh, thank you folks for being on our email list. There's only like, I don't know, 20 more episodes of these coming out. Probably going to film a lot more since season 19 is finally finished. Uh, definitely got to get uh, 18 and 22 done. And then uh, once seasons 1 through 22 are done, the basics are finished. Then we're moving on to the intermediate after that. Uh, so with that being said, folks, uh, thanks for watching. And uh, I will definitely see you guys tonight. Well, actually, technically, this morning. <laughs>